This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Bruchim Abay, and welcome everyone to continue. Mesech Tiksubay, Staf Mem Tesamad Beis. The Mishnah said a father is not obligated to support his daughter. So the Gemara had an issue with that, because that implies you're not obligated to support your daughter, but it would be a good deed. But it's a mitzvah. So the, the Gemara wanted to know, who does the Mishnah go like? It doesn't go like Rameir or Rabbi Huda or Rabbi Yechanan. Because again, the Mishnah says you're not obligated to support your daughter. That implies you are obligated to support your son. And your daughter, you're not obligated, but it's a good deed. So who is it like? Rameir, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yechanan, like Ben Broika? None of them. Because Rameir holds... It's a mitzvah to support your daughter, and certainly it's a mitzvah to support your son. But it's not a chiv to support anybody. So the mission is not like Rameir. And Rabbi Huda says it's a mitzvah to support your son, certainly your daughter. But it's not a chiv to support anyone, not Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Yochim Mabroika says it's an obligation to support your daughter's after the death of their father. But in the, in the lifetime of the father, it's not even a good deed. So who's the Mishnah go like? So um, in the first Anomad Aleph, the Gemara says, maybe it's Rameir. And the way you read the Mishnah is a father is not obligated to support his daughter. The truth is, a father is not obligated to support his son. But there is a mitzvah to support your daughter. And certainly there's a mitzvah to support your son. Why does the Dafka focus on the daughter? The Chiddush is that... Not uh, that it's even a mitzvah. Um, it's not obligatory to support your daughter, but it's even a mitzvah to support your daughter. So now we're going to try to see if the Mishnah could fit in to Rabbi Huda or Rabbi Yochanan Membraika. Rabbi Huda. You could even say it's Rabbi Huda. The way you read the Mishnah is as follows: Father is not obligated to to support his daughter. And Vikosha came Lebnoi. Certainly, you're not obligated to support your son because the daughter, there's more of a reason, according to Abhuda, to support because it's embarrassing. But the Mashmai says, Ha mitzvah It is a mitzvah to support your son. And certainly, it's a mitzvah to support your daughter because of Zilusa. So why does the Mishnah talk about the daughter? The reason why it talks about a daughter. The Chiddush is there's no obligation to support your daughter. Even your daughter, there's no Chiyav. Fine. And if you want, you could say that it's Rabbi Yechemem Broika. V'hachi Kamer. You're not obligated to support your daughter. You're also not obligated to support your son. The truth is, it's not even a mitzvah to support either of them. So then why talk about the daughter? And why say you're not obligated to support your daughter? Say there's no mitzvah even. The answer is, Since by a daughter, after the death of the father, it's obligatory. So it's saying now, it's not obligatory. But the truth is, it's not even a mitzvah. 
Really, it should have said it's not a mitzvah. Why does it say it's not obligatory? To contrast that after the death of the father, it is obligatory. But only by a daughter it's obligatory, not by a son. Okay. Now we're going to learn about certain takanois. So even though a father might not be obligated to support his children, technically, there were takanos that were made that obligated a father to support their children. Amar Rabbi Lai, Amar Mishum Rabbi Huda Bar Chanina, Beusha Hiskinu. And Usha, they made a takana. Usha was a uh, one of the stops of the Sanhedrin. They made a takana. Sheihei Adam Zanas Banavas Benayisuf Kshenketanim. That a person support their sons and daughter when they're young, even though uh, technically speaking, the Mishnah says uh, a father is not obligated to support his daughter, and it could be, uh, according to some, it's not even a mitzvah, and it's maybe it's not even a mitzvah on a son. The rabbis were masakin and usha that a person supports their children when they're young. The shaila is, do we paskin like that or not? Is that the halacha or is that not like, is not, or is that not the halacha? Is the halacha that a father is obligated to support his children or is that not the halacha? So, says the Gemara, Tashma coming here, When fathers who didn't want to support their children came before Rabbi Huda, Amar Luhu, Rabbi Huda would say to these people, Yarod Yalada, the jackal gave birth. It's a particular chaya. Rashi says Tanin Yarod Tanin Maoyin Tanim Targuminon Mador Yarodin. The jackal is a very cruel chaya. Meaning, Rabbi Huda would call would embarrass the father. How how dare you not support your offspring? Ve'ivni masa shadya. Ve'avni masa, ve'abnei masa shadya. And he put the parnasa on the residents of the city. Meaning, Rabbi Yudu would mock this father. Oh, the jackal gave birth. Look, this cruel parent gave birth. And he's not supporting the child. He's placing the child's sustenance on the residents of the, of the city. When fathers who didn't support their children came before Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda would say to them, Turn over the mortar on its face. Publicly. Basically, take your working instrument, turn it over, stand on your soapbox, and stand on it. And say, Urva even ravens want their children. And this man, meaning him, he doesn't want his children. So basically, uh, Rav Chizda would, would embarrass such a parent by having the parent get up on a soapbox and basically say, I'm more cruel than a raven. A raven wants its children and, and I don't want my child. Sigmar says, what? The raven's the one bird that doesn't want its children. A raven wants its child. The Pasuk says, God 
gives food to the ravens, to the sons of the ravens, that call out. Because the raven is known to be cruel to its young. Says Kasha, it's not difficult. One is talking about white ravens and one talking about black ravens. You see, ravens when they're born, they're white. So the parents say, oh, who are these kids? They don't look familiar. I don't know who they are, so they reject them. But so um, Hashem has to sustain the young ravens who their parents reject them. But then the ravens get older and the parents recognize them and take them in. So Rabbi Huda would have the parent, Rabbi Chiz would have the parents stand up and say, even a raven eventually shows love to its child. But this, even the raven eventually shows love to a child, but this parent is not. When parents who would not feed their children came before Rava, Amar Rava would say, Do you want your children to be sustained from tzedakah? By the way, from all of this we see that we cannot enforce that a parent sustains his child. We may be able to embarrass the parent, but we can't force, which seems to indicate that halacha is not like this takana. By the way, Taisa says that even though Beusha there are Masakin She Adam Zanas Banavas Banaisav Kshem Kitanim, everybody agrees that very little children, Taisa says, you're obligated to support. You can't tell your two year old, pal, go get a job. You want you want formula? No. Go out and uh, open up a lemonade stand. You can't do that. That you can't do, okay? I'm just letting you know. Because we're friends, you should not send any of your little two-year-old children out to the workforce. But then, children who are a bit older, that's a shaila, whether you're obligated or not. And regarding that, there seems to have possibly been a takana, but it sounds like the halacha is that it was not a takana, it was not enforceable. Now, says the Gemara, this that we cannot force, a parent to sustain, again, we're talking about a child who's, let's say, not an infant. This that you can't force is that's only if the parent is not wealthy. The parent is wealthy, we force the parent against his will. Like Rava, he forced Rav Nasan Bar Ami. And he took from him 400 zuz for tzedakah. It happens to be, friends, in the Wednesday night shir, we saw Toysis in Baba Basra, Ches Ahmed Beis, um, and we have an identical Toysis here in Ksubis, Memtes Ahmed Beis, that how could Rava force Rav Nassim to give tzedakah? Tzedakah is something which we call Matan Tzchara B'tzida, something that has reward on its side. Because the Torah says, "Ki beglal hadavar hazeh yivarechacha." So since it's davar shematan schar betzida, there's a rule that ain't koifin on on davar shematan schar betzida. But anyway, a wealthy uh, parent you could force to support his children. Amar Rabbi La. Rabbi La said, "Amar Eish Lakish." Another takana. You ready for this takana? 
they made a takana. Let's say you give a gift. You write all of your possessions to your children. Who mehem? He and his wife are supported from them. Meaning, let's say a person gives away all of his possessions to his children. Now what is a person supposed to be sustained from himself? The Allah is you and your wife are supported from those uh, from that gift. Interesting. So in other words, even though you gave away all your possessions, the halach is you get to, you could still be benefit from those assets. Maskifla Rabzeira, Vitem Rabshon Barnachmini. Rabzeira asked in some Sirishon Barnachmini, it's obvious you get sustained from it. Gadoyla Mizu Amro, we said much more. Almanasai Nizaynas Minachasav. Somebody's widow is sustained from his assets. Meaning if a person dies and your children inherits your assets, your widow is sustained from it. So if even your widow is sustained from your assets when you, when a person dies, certainly you yourself are sustained from your assets when you don't die. So doesn't it go without saying that you and your wife are sustained? The Shalach Ravin Beigarte Ravin sent in a letter, Mishamei, someone who dies, Vihiniach Almana, and he leaves an orphan, um, excuse me, a widow. Let's say somebody who leaves a widow, Ubas, and a daughter, Almana Nizaynis Menachasav. Someone dies, he lives a he lives a, he leaves a widow and a daughter. So then the halach is the almana actually is sustained from his daughter. Now what if the daughter gets married and now the assets go to the husband? The widow is sustained from those assets. And what if your daughter dies? The son of the sister of Yosef Hanina said, The story happened with me. Va'amru and the rabbi said, The Ammana will be sustained from the assets that your daughter inherited, and then she died and went to her husband. So, if even if your Ammana is sustained from your assets, then doesn't it go without saying that you and your wife are sustained from your own assets? Sigmar so says, What kind of ext- extrapolation is that? Maybe your almana is sustained from your assets because there's nobody to to be able to work for her. I would say Hasam who There there's no one to be matriach for her. but over here, Nitrach Where you're alive, maybe you should go to work and support her. Nitrach support yourself, Ladida and her. Kamash Malan, that know that you in fact still get to be sustained from your assets. So that was a Takana and Usha that Rabbi Allah said in the name of Reish Lakish. So they asked the question, Is the halacha in accordance with this teaching? 
Or is the halacha not in accordance with this teaching? Tashma, come in here, Rabbi Chanin of Rabbi Yonason, have a kaimu, kaimi. Rabbi Chanin and Rabbi Yonason were standing. Asahu Gavra, a man came along, Gachin, he bent down, Venoshka le Rabbi Yonason, Akari, he kissed Rabbi Yonason on the leg. Amrlei, Rabbi Chanina, my hero. Chanina said, "What's this guy kissing you on the leg?" Amrlei, I'll tell you why. Kaisev nechasav lebanav hava. He wrote all of his assets to his son, and I don't have uh, this in the, in my Gemara. In my one second, I have to open up this one. The asas, the asesinu lesnei. And I forced his son to support him. He kissed me because he wrote all of his assets to his son and I forced his son to support him. Now if the halacha was that if you force, that if you write all your assets, one second, let me change the battery. If the halacha is that if you write all your assets to your son, you still in Usha there are masakin that that you're allowed to be benefit from those assets. Then why did the guy kiss kiss the rabbi? There's a takana that he's allowed to continue to be to benefit from his assets. But if the halacha is not in accordance with that takana, and that means the rabbis went out of their way, despite the fact that there's no such takana, that the father is allowed to benefit from the assets. The rabbis forced the son to support his father, so then we understand why he kissed the rabbi. If you're going to say that it's, there's no such halacha, that if you write your assets to your son, that you're allowed to benefit, that's why he had to force him, and the guy kissed him. Um, but if it's... A halacha, asasinu bai, why would he have to force him? So the fact he had to force him seems to imply that was not, in fact, the halacha. Okay, so that's a raya, ain halacha like that, takana, that shehiskinu ba'usha. So in other words, it comes out that bottom line is ain halacha, and like that takana, and regarding the first takana, that a person has to be zan as banav as menayis of shem ketanim, it also sounds like it's not enforceable. Okay, Rabbi, so we'll hold it over here. I wish you a wonderful week. Uh, bracha v'atzlacha, okay? Uh, 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 r- 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 sure, yeah. Can uh, I ask a, a few questions? Or, sure, um, sure. Uh, so on, on the last point, Rabbi said that doesn't the son have a responsibility in and itself to support the father, even though he got all his assets from him before, but he has to keep it up that he has to he has to maintain his father. Why do we have to find an extra uh, uh, not an extra but a this source that he's required to to uh, to support his father? He has to he has to support his father based off the the, the mitzvah of keep it up. Okay, like, good question. Good question. Gemara Kedushin comes out that even though you have to feed your father, but you don't have to pay for it. It's Michel Av. The father has to pay for it. If the father can't afford it, then... You're not obligated. No. 
You're not obligated. The son has money. He's still not obligated. Correct. Okay. Um, You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.